With us today is Governor Ed Rendell of Pennsylvania, and he was also the former uh, chairman of the Democratic National Committee uh, of the whole country. And uh, it's three days before the election. And uh, let's get an update what uh, Governor Rendell has to say. Governor, good morning, Sunday morning, three days before the election. How are you feeling? Well, this is the most confusing election I've ever participated in, in the sense that I don't know if the polls are anywhere close to being right. First of all, anybody that believes any of the polls is nuts. You could throw a dart at a wall, you probably have a better chance of uh, determining who's winning and who's losing. The only thing the polls can tell us somewhat accurately is trend lines. So, for example, in Pennsylvania, at the beginning of October, John Fetterman was ahead by 10 points. He's now ahead in the polls by one or two points. And we don't know if that's accurate, but we do know that he's been losing ground over the last month. Uh, has that been enough to cause him to lose on Election Day? We don't know. The only thing we can sort of look at concretely is early voting. And I think I saw a statistic that over 30 million Americans have already cast their vote in early voting. And early voting is running as high as 18. And that's very a little, even a little higher than 18. That's a good sign for the Democrats normally, because more Democrats use early voting than Republicans. So that, that's, that could be a sign that's good for the Democrats. We're hearing a very big turnout among millennials and Gen Xers, young people under, under 35. That is generally favors the Democrats, and this time I think it will favor the Democrats by about a 15, 18-point margin. Uh, so that's good news. Uh, good news for the Republicans is the trend lines are going in their favor. I can't tell you a state with a Senate or governor's race where the trend has been going towards the Democrats. The trends have been always going towards the Republicans. But again, who knows what's going to happen today, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday morning. Those things can turn around in two days if something happens. We don't know yet the effect of the attack on Nancy Pelosi's house and on her husband. Will that turn off enough independent Republicans to cause them to vote Democrat? So there's so many variables it's hard to pick. But I would say, if I had to bet, I would bet the Republicans take back the House, not by a huge margin, but by a fairly solid margin. The Senate could go as high as 52 Republicans, as high as 52 Democrats. And there are about three or four Senate seats that are going to determine what happens there. Uh, so, and I think most of the other state legislatures are going to stay in Republican control. Most of the governors... I think Democratic governors will survive, but won't have big victories. Even Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan is not going to have a big victory. So I think it's going to be a heck of an well, interesting you know, night. Governor, Governor, you know me for 100 years. I'm sensitive to that Gretchen Whitmer thing because she wants to shut down the pipelines to, to Canada. Yeah, I know, I know. I know, that's something... It, uh, can, she can be talked to if she gets reelected. And I think the people who want to see the pipeline should make an effort to talk to her. And maybe we can arrange that. But, John, there's so many You know what the implications are. I just want you to know the implications would be uh, it, it could go to $150 oil 
if that happens, then nine dollars for gasoline. And what happens is, you know who makes the money? The people with the uh, rail cars that bring the uh, oil in instead of using the pipeline. Right. It's much more expensive. People much have to understand expensive. those facts of life. But so to answer your original question, I would say I would bet on the Republicans taking back the House, but not by as big a margin as they could have. And I think the Senate race is up for grabs. And had the Republicans nominated moderate Republicans for those contested Senate seats, I think they would have definitely got control. But having a guy like Herschel Walker in Georgia, you couldn't get a worse candidate. Now, I think if Warnock beats Herschel Walker, the question is, could he have beaten any other elected official Republican? And the answer to that is probably no. And the same pattern holds true in other states. Um, I think Dr. Oz is a terrible candidate. Um, John Fetterman could be, may well beat Dr. Oz. But could he have beaten a moderate Republican? I'm not sure. So if the Republicans don't take the Senate, it'll because they came up and gave the public some pretty wacky candidates to vote for. Well, there's a big disagreement going on with uh, uh, Leader McConnell and, uh, and uh, President uh, Trump, former President Trump. And uh, that, that could uh, have some turmoil. Well, I predict that there's a good chance that if the Republicans take back the Senate, Senator McConnell is not the leader. Who do you think they would go to that has some common sense? I think Senator Scott of Florida wants it. He's been the head of the Republican Senate Campaign Committee. But he made something that if the, if the Republicans don't take back the Senate, Senator Scott's program that he put out, which would essentially end Social Security and end Medicare, that was scary enough that he may have cost the Republicans the, the, the margin. But I think he would be a candidate. But, but, but uh, reality speaking, nobody's going to end up in Medicare or Social Security. That's reality. Except it says in their platform, the Senate platform they put out, that they want to reduce Social Security and Medicare. And that's the first step to phasing them out. And that they have to be voted on every year, which is crazy. It's insanity. Social Security and Medicare is a lifetime commitment that our government makes to the uh, elderly. And the only thing I see changing there is, since we're all living to be 100, that uh, maybe they raise the age to 67 or 68 or whatever it is. I agree. Governor, uh, uh, anything else you're concerned about? Uh, does Pennsylvania have the same problems New York has? Uh, with uh, uh, the migrants uh, uh, coming in and, and causing a lot of costs to go up? We have a few of those problems, but not many. And in fact, we wish we could have more immigration. So, for example, we're having trouble in our restaurants. And you know, Philadelphia is a great restaurant town. We're having trouble finding workers to fill jobs in the kitchens, waiter jobs, etc. Uh, it used to be that wasn't a problem, but now it is a problem. And the immigrant community provided a ready source of employment and the ability to fill those jobs. Talk to any restaurant owner, and they want uh, paths to legal immigration to be stepped up. So I think whoever wins, there are certain problems they've got to get with, and they've got to try to compromise and get good legislation. And immigration is one of them. We need more immigrants 
But we need immigrants that love America and come here to work. And uh, I think that's the important thing. Governor uh, Rendell, thank you for your input. Thank you for everything you've done for America so far and continue to speak out for America. And we'll catch up again real soon. Same to you, John. You keep speaking out for the things you believe in. Thank you. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. NYC.